0: Seen ghosts. ghosts. That Sam was so bad and so awful and so frantic and so nervous and seeing so many ghosts. <laughs> uh, it's spooky season. <laughs> Sam Darnall here seeing ghosts. Hello and welcome to uh, an extra spooky edition of the Somewhat Sports Podcast. I'm John Dennis. Uh, you can catch me on 97.5 WPCV. Joining me in studio, Alberto Camargo, the boogeyman. That's right, the boogeyman himself. <laughs> Good to have you on the uh, on the show, my man. Of course. I'm excited uh, to be here again another week. Yeah, that's right. We be to talk sports. I love it. I know, don't we all? So I uh, <laughs> put that little montage together uh, <laughs> in, uh, in our pre-production, and uh, I thought that was great. What did you think?
1: It was. We we, we stuck with through a few different little Halloween yeah. spooky songs, to trying to find the right one. We had some organs going in other ones. We yeah. had like some footsteps in other ones, and that one, it's got the the high pitched piano. Just one yeah. two, one two, one two, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's got that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> i dig that i dig that we have to, seeing i seeing ghosts yes.
0: so I, I mean all right if you haven't heard already which at I'm this sure point how could you not have <laughs> the patriots beat the jets on monday night football Spanked 33 em. to zero didn't really need tom brady all that much you know he had a, an okay game i think he had a touchdown and a pick mm-hmm. uh a little over 200 yards uh through the air uh, sony michelle though three touchdowns on the ground uh, great day for him But enough about that. I want to talk about Sam Darnold and his terrible, terrible. Listen to this line here. 11 for 32. 86 yards through the air. That was less than Lamar Jackson ran on the ground like the last two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) On a a yards per game basis. Anyways, 86 yards through the air. Zero touchdowns, of course. Four interceptions and a lost fumble. Goodness. And a whole lot of ghosts. (laughs) Apparently. That's a high school football stat line. It, it, that would get you benched. You'd get benched. Yeah, you'd get benched at halftime if, yeah. you had that, if you're performing like I that. Feel, I almost feel bad for Sam Darnold because this Adam is Gase, he's got to be fist. Yeah, well, it was uh, uh, Falk. Right? It was Falk, but they released him. They brought in David Fales. Oh, so, boy. He's back?
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, back and better than I, ever.
0: The only reason I remember Fails is because his name sounds like Foles. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also, I don't know if I'd want a quarterback that says fails on the back of his jersey. He was on the Dolphins for a while, and I was like, why is this guy even here? If if, we, if we're bringing in fails, it's a bad day. <laughs> Anyways, so that was obviously, you know, <laughs> the, the talk of the town today. And, of course, you heard that audio um, that apparently the, the NFL has been trying to, like, take down wherever they can because I can't find that audio anywhere. <laughs> like, there were some tweets that had, like, the actual, like, game audio. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find it. I had to find someone who like took a a video of like their TV,
1: oh, wow. to get that
0: audio because they've been trying so hard to get it scrub because they are they are not happy. Well, I guess so. The Jets aren't happy. Yeah, with, the of course i was yeah. the NFL wouldn't be not happy. That's just like a, well, well, the thing is if they hear it enough from the Jets, you know, organization. I mean, that's the thing. They're the the collective of you know that ownership. And I'm sure other ownership groups are not happy because you know if that happens to them and their mm. franchise, they wouldn't necessarily be happy about it. Um, so the NFL, so apparently the way it works is Sam Darnold was mic'd up as a lot of players are every week, which is one of my favorite features Me too. in broadcast. Me like that's, too. that's really, really cool. Right. So what ends up happening is that everything that, that is said goes through the filter of the NFL films, you know, whoever's in charge over at NFL films of making sure that you know, obviously you do not want their game plan, mm, <laughs> you know, right. and like their individual like coaches being okay, like, you know, ne- next quarter, we're going to start doing this or whatever it is. Our next drive, we're going we're to, these are the adjustments that we're going to make. They don't want that obviously going out, out over the broadcast. So they have a liaison at NFL Films that says, okay, this is cleared for broadcast if you want to use it. Mm. And the producers at ESPN said, okay, like this is available for you. So I'm going to use it. Right. Right. If the NFL Films, who is the liaison, says it's okay. That I'm going to use. It. You can't fault ESPN here. They can get mad at ESPN all they want, but you have to get mad at NFL Films and whoever was in charge of you know saying what is okay and what is not okay to be played on a broadcast. You have to be mad at them right. for clearing that, not ESPN. ESPN is going to use whatever they give them because that's what they do. So he's out there saying, "Oh, I'm seeing ghosts." And for those of you who don't know, what like that's that's a common thing to say. Like I mean, it's one of the first times you you really hear it from a player saying, "I'm I'm seeing ghosts," which is you know kind of a good thing if you're. If there is any silver lining <laughs> for the Jets, it's that Sam Darnold's like self-aware enough to know, like, okay, you know, because what happens is when when you're seeing ghosts as a quarterback, it means that you're seeing defenders that aren't there, like you're feeling pressure that isn't there. Yeah, he's so he's,
1: rec- he's recognizing his mistakes. Yeah,
0: and the the thing is with with the Patriots, and one of the things they've done really well with their defense is they play a lot of Cover Zero, where they have no safety help over the top. It's just man on man, and what they're betting on is that they're sending. You know, more guys than you have to block, number one. And that right. whoever is rushing the passer, whoever that free person is, is going to get there before whoever else is, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bef- getting, before getting the receivers beat. are going to get open. Yeah. You know, before they're going to get beat. Exactly. So what happens is they do that and they fluster him because he ha- you have to get like your hot, you know, your hot reads like ready. Like mm-hmm. whenever you see cover zero, you have to say, okay, like this is who I'm throwing to within like the first second. Right. Right. Based on what they're giving me. Yeah, and it shows it be, that. Yeah,
1: it shows that the Patriots have confidence in their defensive backs, exactly. in, in their cornerbacks specifically. Right. Because if you know if the safeties aren't going to give help over the top, if yeah. they're going to be in the box or blitzing yeah. even, yeah, like. The Patriots know that their cornerbacks are legit.
0: Right. I mean, St- uh, Stephon Stefan Gilmore is fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, their whole secondary is really good. Uh Stefan Gilmore, though, is like considered by a lot kills of you people to the talk best about... corner in the
1: league. This kills you to talk about them in this way. A little bit. It's
0: it, honestly <laughs> like when I when I like nerd out for football, like I can kinda like sometimes put that stuff aside and like appreciate right. uh, yeah, good I, play I calling and, and, and all that stuff. But anyways, when you're seeing ghosts, what ends up happening is you, you set it up with that. You start off with the cover zero, you get you give those all out like house splits. you you bet the house on it, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is when it's effective, then what you can start doing is pretending you're going to do that. Ah, uh, okay. And they do this thing called it's, it's called an, an amoeba defense, right? Where you have these guys who are like standing around, they don't really have like a certain gap that they're like they know what they're going to do, but they're not letting you key off on like where they're like they're not at. showing it, right? So it's not like the the is like right there in the A gap waiting for you to snap the ball so he can go, so you know. Where he's coming from, in the offensive line can make adjustments on that. that sure. The way they do it is they all stand around, you know, kind of like two-point stances, you know, bicycle stance, whatever, and they wait until the ball is snapped, and everyone knows where they're going to go, but they kind of like make it seem like you know you don't know where I'm coming from, yeah, right. So what ends up happening is they they show that look where everyone's coming at the same time, right? That cover zero, mm-hmm. and then what they do is once they've proven that to be effective. They'll start doing that, and then instead of doing the the haul you know, house blitz, they'll drop three. They'll mm-hmm. drop all their linebackers, or they'll drop, you know, they'll keep the safety. Uh, they'll keep the safety back or whatever, right? Yeah, sure, sure. And so basically, they'll, they'll it's, drop it's, those into what the hot reads are for that particular. Yeah, they're bluffing.
1: Well, once they once they prove it's effective, then they start bluffing. So right. Quarterback things. Yeah.
0: and then so the the quarterback not only is flustered, you know, because he's like, oh, there's guys in these lanes that they weren't there before. But also, I can't tell who's rushing and who's not right mm-hmm. now because, you know, no one was really lined up in any particular area. So what ends up happening is you, you feel pressure when there isn't any pressure there. Like we saw a couple times, Sam Darnold throwing off his back foot. Like where he no He looked reason. like he had plenty of time, <laughs> you know, but he's like, ah, I gotta get the ball! He's like, somebody was there a couple of plays yeah, ago. I'm exactly. gonna run and throw hey. the ball in case they are still there. Right. <laughs> and that's what ends up happening is they he establishes who the hot read is on that play, expecting the, you know, the cover zero. Yeah. And all these guys drop back, but he, he feels the pressure of the cover zero. For some reason. <laughs> right. Well, because he's flustered. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. And and then it turns out this guy, you know, Devin McCourty or whoever just standing, or Jason McCourty, whoever it is, is just standing in the throwing lane, like, all right, thanks a lot for the ball. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. You know, and then he's going the other way.
1: Yeah. I mean that game was so embarrassing for the Jets. It got to the point, like, you know, I'm sure everybody else who saw the seeing Ghost Comment also saw the fact that Bill Belichick was purposely um, you know, having his team get flags thrown on them, basically to play with Adam Gase. I want to say it differently. A, a goes, little but. bit, yeah. <laughs>
0: but like, so basically, what he what he did was he's he's trying to number one, he wanted more space for his punter, which is like ridiculous when you're up that many. Like, just kick the ball, right? But that's not Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick hates the Jets more than than anything. You know, even probably more than I hate the Jets. It's just saying something because I hate the Jets. But capital H, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that being said though so he's what he's trying to do and he also found a loophole you know which is kind of funny he addressed it afterwards where the clock doesn't stop if they decline the penalty mm-hmm. right so like it, usually you get 40 seconds or tw- uh i can't remember it's 25 or 40 seconds isn't anyways, it 25 after a i think so anyways so what happens is instead of, like they roll they run down the play clock, the uh, play clock and then they do the the game clock yeah and stop laughing man <laughs> anyways they run down the play clock and they run down the game clock and they don't you see you got me messed up man. Now I'm, like, <laughs> I'm watching what i say now let's go back let's go back start over no 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 okay. i got it i got it it's okay so what ends they run up, down the play clock right they run down the play clock which in turn also runs down the game clock yes and when they take that penalty because the defense declines it it continues to run. It continues to run. So they get like a fresh play clock and then they get the opportunity to run it down some more. Yeah. And then that's where they try to do that false start again on the on the punt to get him to do it again. Then they ran another twenty five seconds off or forty seconds, right, or whatever right, right. it was. And we got to the point where Bill Gell is cracked the
1: tiniest of smiles. The tiniest smirk. It a lot of people on Twitter kind of explained it like, Oh, look, he's he's actually smiling. I didn't think of it looked like a smile, really. It could have been like some wind in his face and he was cringing.
0: (laughs) He doesn't know how to smile. Exactly. I make
1: that face a lot when like, I don't know, I get like a weird smell in my face. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know what that smell is. It's a weird face. But if
0: we're going to run with it, Bill Belichick smiled on national TV. There you go. That's it. First time it happened in a regular season game. (laughs) Anyways, so uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, And here's another little interesting tidbit that just to pour a little salt into the the Jets' wounds here. Uh, So since 2001... Tom Brady has won 244 games, including playoff games, with the New England Patriots. The Jets have won 243 games, so one game less, since 1986. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. that's, you deserve a round of
1: applause for that stat. That's, that is incredible. That's a great stat. That's a wonderful stat. It is. It's a wonderful for multiple reasons, right? Like We can appreciate Tom Brady's won a lot of games, great quarterback. We can also appreciate how bad the Jets are. Yeah, because I don't know. Any, I don't know many NFL fans, casual NFL fans, who don't enjoy
0: ragging on the Jets. It's so fun. It's the best. It's the <laughs> best. It really is. Uh, and that's not the only uh, Patriots news, though. So I, right, yeah. you know. And by the time this airs, it's this already kind of be old. Um, but I do want to make sure I get it in there. Atlanta has sent Mohamed Sanu uh, to the Patriots in exchange for a second round pick, um, which tells me that they're not really expecting Josh Gordon to be. Really ready,
1: right? Yeah, they're looking for somebody else
0: who can kind of take the reins. It's yeah, Tom like, Brady's
1: not maybe number one option, maybe. maybe. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: I think Julian Elliman is still like his like go-to target. He needs to like move the chains but in like, terms safety. Of, and in terms of like someone who can, you know, not necessarily stretch the field. That's not really what I want to say, but in terms of someone who can like go up and like get a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that Mohamed Sanu does that really well. He's a very uh, smart receiver, uh, knows how to you know Great sit route in the zone. Yeah, very good route runner. The whole thing. So I think that the the Patriots, I think it's it's a win-win for both teams because the Patriots get another weapon offensively because I don't think Nikhil Harry is really ready to to play in the NFL right it. now. Doesn't seem like, um, it. and the Patriots give up a second-round pick, which is a bit of a steep price. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons, you're like you know what, like we're, it we, we yeah, yeah, exactly. it might be time to rebuild. Exactly, time to rebuild something yeah. like that. Uh, so that's you know I think it's good for for both teams and another receiver recently traded today I'd say the more the more interesting trade. Yeah, I think so too. Denver sends Emmanuel Sanders and a 5th round pick to the San Francisco 49ers for a 3rd and a 4th round pick. Now, I am cautiously optimistic because I think that Kyle Shanahan is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think he's really really good. And I won't, I won't give you any argument. <laughs> And I think that that was really what that San Francisco team was missing was a wide receiver because Emmanuel Sanders has kind of fallen out of favor. I think with Joe Flacco, you've seen kind of the emergence of Cortland Sutton, um, and I think that Denver isn't really close to competing right now. They've got a great defense. Their defense is finally starting to like click with Vic Fangio at the helm, which they're they're looking now like what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. And sometimes you know it takes a little bit for players to really like get the scheme and Mm -hmm. figure out you know what's going on and all that. Um, And they're doing all that by the way while missing Bradley Chubb, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, So they're only going to be better next year provided he comes back and and uh, is healthy. But ACL tears nowadays, it's like you know as long as you do the rehab. Look at uh, Cooper Cup. He came back from an ACL tear and he's faster than he was. Nine months. Nine months. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, faster than he was when he. But yeah,
1: Broncos have a good defense, great defense. You might even say if they can form into shape, but their offense is so uh lackluster lackluster yeah. stagnant maybe it, right that, you which know, is crazy because it's
0: it's joe flacco's best season that he's had in, in a couple of years like joe flacco's playing better now than he has i think in, in a couple of years with with uh which is with saying, Baltimore. not saying much but no <laughs> it's not it's not but that's the thing if you're if you're denver you know this way you get to acquire some assets mm-hmm. um yeah. a third and a fourth round pick i mean in exchange for a fifth i mean the fifth moving up that many spots uh i think is is going to be good and emmanuel sanders is not getting any younger you know, he's not one of those guys who's just part of your long-term plans. You, yeah. you build around Cortland Sutton, you know, you figure out what's going on between <laughs> this this committee backfield, uh, Philip Lindsey and, and Royce Freeman, which, I mean, it really hasn't been that bad for them between the two of them. Freeman right, had a pretty,
1: pretty bad fumble this week, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, I will say that it's good for both of these players because of the fact that not only are they, you know, new, new system, new situation, maybe you get a bump from that. I mean, at the end of the day, Sanders is going from a two and five Broncos team to an undefeated 49ers team. Right. Sanu is going from an even worse Falcons team to possibly the best team in the league. Right. And you know it, it's it's um it's one of those situations where a, a player who we can all recognize is mm-hmm. good on a bad team, and now you put him in a better situation with right. better players around him. Like there's no telling how much better he could be.
0: I agree. I agree, and so I, I'm excited for. I think it's this is one of those situations where it it's works out for both teams. Like no one's looking at this trade like they looked at the you know Dolphins Tunsil trade, where like a, <laughs> you're thinking of Dolphins. Like I, a lot of people thought the Dolphins lost both sides, like both both teams both lost teams that lost, trade. Yeah. It's like like <laughs> people were making fun of the Dolphins, saying like, oh, like you know, <laughs> you get a a, a top uh, first round pick. You know, it could be anything. It could even be a franchise left tackle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, you say, like, if you go to the Texans, like, why are you giving up that much for, you know, an offensive lineman? But, I mean, they're, they've they come together. Hey, Deshaun offered, Watson has yeah. not been getting hit as much no. as last, he did and last he's, year. I think he's, he's been getting rid of the football a little bit quicker, too. Yeah, that, that's cool. um. So, you know, who knows, you know, how that works out for both of those teams. But this in in this situation, that's it's what the 49ers really needed, because Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis and all these guys, like, weren't getting it done, mm. and if you're going to propel Jimmy Garoppolo to one of those guys who can win you some playoff games, you need to put better weapons around him. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, having, you know, Brita and Tevin Coleman and all those guys out of the backfield, they've been doing pretty well, especially, you know, on check downs and stuff like that. George Kittle obviously is fantastic. Um, And those other guys, you know, like I said, Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis, all those guys, like they're good second and third options, you know, but you don't want your offense running, running really through those guys.
1: The, uh, the interesting thing about this trade is that it's, I mean, Sanders is going, have to, going to have to adapt quickly because the next few weeks for the 49ers are shaping up to be quite tough, with the exception of the two games against the Cardinals, which are. In two weeks and four weeks from now, right? And granted, the Cardinals aren't even a given win anymore. You know, they're five hundred. No, they got Patrick team. Peterson back now, and they right, right, right. starting to
0: grab this. I mean, they're not. they everyone thought that you know this air raid offense is going to be like amazing, and and it's not, Kingsbury yeah. has been like okay, like right. you know he's won games, but not. <laughs> they're five hundred. There's something to say yeah, with the fact exactly. that they're five hundred with the rookie quarterback three three and one five hundred.
1: <laughs> 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 but so no, but so the forty nine ers have next week. Uh, I'd the say Panthers, the yeah. best the best game of the week forty nine ers um at home against the Panthers then they have the cardinals then they have to um they host the Seahawks cardinals again host the packers and then they're on the road at baltimore that's yeah. a that's a pretty that's tough a real stretch. few games yeah, yeah. and we're going to find out a lot about this 49ers team that i'd say a lot of people were skeptical about them with the with their 6 and 0 start because of the relative um cake, cupcake schedule that they played
0: well i think that's i think it's super interesting because people have been talking about the cupcake schedule that the 49ers have oh they're frauds you know because they they haven't been playing really that great you know the, the teams they've been playing haven't been that great mm-hmm. when you look at uh, this team here who is also currently undefeated uh, game one against pittsburgh game two against miami <laughs> okay. game three against All the right. jets game right. four against buffalo game five against washington game <laughs> six against the giants and game seven against, against the, the jets, jets. And that's the New England Patriots. Again, like, you know, you can, you got to play the games that are (laughs) on your schedule. Yeah. The the whole, the old cliche of you play who's in front of you. Exactly. I get that. You know, and they've been, they've been playing pretty well. I mean, granted, you can't really take too much away from that, the, the game that the, uh, 49ers have this week, had this weekend against the The Redskins. The Redskins, because that was played in a literal monsoon. They still won 9-0, uh, but it was ugly. But he, you even saw the, I mean, (laughs) at least in the first half of that, uh, that Washington uh, New England game, that that game was pretty competitive. You know, it opened up obviously at the end. Yeah, it did <laughs> <Big time. laughs> quite, quite a bit, quite a bit. But they also didn't have a monsoon rating on top of them. Yeah, so. and that's the thing: the, the Niners and the Patriots are the
1: last two remaining undefeated teams. Right. We're gonna find out, like I said, a lot about the Niners in the next coming weeks. Um, I would expect the Patriots to kind of stretch out this undefeated run as long as they can. I don't think I think Belichick and Brady are smart enough, smarter than to you know really go for that sixteen and zero again right because if especially with the division they're in if the bills the bills are going to fall off eventually there's no way they continue this pace of winning but once they wrap up the division you know rest all your players do that don't worry about seeding like Get to the playoffs. Make it to the playoffs. Well,
0: and and the Patriots are are known, I think, sometimes for like dropping some of these like random games against like certain opponents. Like last year, remember they got like curb stomped by the by the Titans. Like I <laughs> don't know where people are like what happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, yeah and they got that, the fluke the fluke loss to the Dolphins yeah, last year. Yeah, the the, the Miami miracle. miracle yeah. oh, I watched that game live. It was one of the best and, times. And credits to the playing. Patriots.
1: The the Miami game on the road to Miami is usually like a, a trap game for them every year because right. of the weather and
0: then the climate and right. this year they pulled out the yeah, wind so i mean it's it's a lot easier this year i think than uh, yeah but you know <laughs> <laughs> all things considered but yeah I'm, I'm interested to see uh what's going on here um because that, okay so that game is interesting right eagles bills i think is an interesting game too because is it's in buffalo um that's a good question i'm not sure sorry yeah you're killing <laughs> me over here what is that i got it right here hold on It is is in Buffalo. Okay, so it is in Buffalo. So that'll be a tough game for the Eagles. The Eagles did not look very good uh, this week against the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, who just got shellacked. I I wouldn't say shellacked. I mean, they lost to the Jets, who we've seen are not very good. Um, And I don't know what to make of it. Because the Eagles' secondary looks horrendous. Their run defense is fantastic, right? And their offense is okay. Their offense, you know, I, I think that it's interesting what's going on there because uh, they have, you know, these weapons. I think the Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson coming back is going to help them a lot. I think, mm-hmm. um, but their offense has kind of like sputtered uh, a little bit uh,
1: in recent weeks. This team is so weird. Like I'm looking at their schedule now; they have three wins over the Redskins, the Jets, and then Thursday Night Football on road at, on the road at Lambeau. Right. Fact, the Packers only lost of the season, right? And th- those are their three wins, and then they got. You know, trounced by the Cowboys again, also by the Vikings, close loss to the Lions, and a close loss to the Falcons of all teams. Yeah, like it's it's such an odd season season so far for these Eagles.
0: It is, it is. So I depending on what Eagles team you get, I guess will be <laughs> yeah, right. you know will determine what's going on. Because again, the Buffalo is a very difficult place to play. Yeah, um, good defense. But the thing is crowd. that Josh Allen doesn't really pass the ball that well. He's inaccurate, and he, there are times where like he'll make a big play or whatever. But his his greatest asset is making something out of nothing by running scramble football, yeah, mm-hmm. and scrambling and, and getting out of pressure that way. Yeah, and the um, one the one thing we all not thought about him that was like his big
1: asset is his huge arm. Right, uh, he'll make he'll make a couple deep shots, but a lot of times he overthrows receivers. Right. Like, well, that's the thing.
0: He's got arm strength, not arm talent, is what I call that. He can Bang he can like that. throw the ball sixty yards down the field with a flick of the wrist, but also he doesn't know where he's going with <laughs> the football once he lets it go. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to see how that game goes. It's going to be a weird game, but it's a game against you know the Bills, who look to be a playoff team at this point. At you know, point, so yeah. far they have a solid defense. If they can establish a running game, you know, uh, teams have have made the playoffs with that formula before, and. It provided Josh Allen can maybe start to be a little more accurate with the football because mm. uh, he's kind of regressed. Like when he when he started off this year, he looked a lot better than he has the last couple of weeks. I don't know if what you know if it was the New England game that kind of provided like a blueprint or on what to do or whatever it was. But anyways, I'm I'm interested to see that game. This game I think would be a little more interesting if uh, these teams were a little healthier. Green Bay uh, takes on the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That. Uh, is going to be an interesting game in my opinion but it's it would have been a little more interesting if obviously Patrick Mahomes was healthy interesting Uh, if uh, Aaron Rodgers had Devontae Adams this game I mean Mm -hmm. who knows he hasn't been officially uh, ruled out yet but he's not going to be 100% if he comes back yeah if he does you know we'll see but they're they're going to Arrowhead Stadium so I still think it'll be tough. And, and you saw the Kansas City Chiefs defense play pretty well last week mm-hmm. against the Broncos.
1: Yeah, and then they still were able to pull out the victory Exactly, Matt Moore.
0: Yeah, and that's something that I think is going to be interesting to see because Andy Reid has taken some not-so-great quarterbacks and made them halfway decent. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, Matt Moore was literally on the Dolphins' like scouting team before Andy <laughs> Reid called him and said, Hey, come on down. No, I'm talking about like he was... Physically, like going to colleges and scouting players. Oh, wow! Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> talking about like scout team, like practice squad. I'm talking about he was legitimately going <laughs> he was a staff to two schools. Yeah, he wasn't a player. He was exactly. A staff yeah, Jesus. exactly right. We've, so, we've seen what Andy Reid can do with what he did with Alex Smith. Right, exactly. So, Granted, I think that Alex Smith is more talented. Uh, than Metmore. Moore. Yeah, or at least was more talented uh, before his leg was broken into a million pieces. Did you hear about yeah. that? He yeah, had like 17 surgeries, was there? Or something, more? I didn't hear about the surgery. Yeah, though, but I, know his, I know his injury was gruesome. Yeah, yeah, but they have apparently he's had a ton of surgeries. I feel Jesus. really bad for him. Um, but anyways, you've seen Andy Reid take some of these guys kind of like off the street. Kevin Cobb, you know, guys <laughs> who are like not very well, that's good. A, that's a deep cut. I know, yeah, <laughs> and, and really not... You know, that... Be able to field a, a solid team, so I'm interested to see what happens there. If they, you know, because the way to beat this Packers team isn't really through the air anyway; it's really more through the ground game. So I expect to see a whole lot more of LaShawn McCoy, david mm-hmm. Williams, even a little bit of uh, Daryl Williams too uh, in the Sunday night football game. But that's not. I, I think everyone wanted to see the Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes gunslinging game, right? The, of course, yeah. You know, we all wanted to ground see and pound for you know <laughs> four yards in a cloud of dust, you know, in yeah, like 30 degree weather in at Arrowhead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that
1: doesn't sound like i will say the other interesting game of the week to me um this guy on the other side of the podcast may be a little biased <laughs> against it He can't decide who which team he hates more patriots browns
0: um you know i i want the browns to win because i don't want the patriots to go undefeated but mm. other than that i i think it's going to be a shellacking i don't I, I see no reason why the browns will win this game I mean, Miles Garrett, if he can get some pressure, because the, the Patriots' offensive line has not been very good. Um, and, as, of, as of late? Yeah. And the, the Cleveland Browns' offense did look better against Seattle, but when you look at how good the Patriots' defense is, like the fact that they haven't been able to get anything going against teams that aren't very good, like when you look at um, the, the, the Cleveland Browns, let's look at the Cleveland Browns' schedule here for a second. So they scored 13 points against the Rams, who we've seen are not really that great of a defense, Mm -hmm. at least until the addition of Jalen Ramsey. Um, They scored three points against the 49ers. Um, Now, they did score. They did hang up 40 on the Ravens, I will say. But that was, again, before the Ravens' defense was nothing to write home about before they traded for Marcus Peters. It looked a lot better this week. uh, But still, you know, uh, it remains to be seen whether or not they'll actually be very good. Uh, Only hung up 13 against the Titans. I think uh, the most damning one is they only put up 23 against the Jets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like who <laughs> only does that? Come Even on. if they won by 20, still yeah. 23 is not a good number. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah,
1: the Browns offense against this Patriots defense is going to be quite one-sided, I'd say. The only thing is I think the reason that it's it's an interesting game for not just like the competitiveness of the game, which it may not be competitive at all. I think it's interesting to see how Odell Beckham can can Play against Stefan Gilmore. I'd assume Stephon Gilmore would be right. the one to cover I him. I guess he would shadow him, yeah. Right, probably. to go, you know, follow him all over the field. If... Uh, you know, the more that I'm talking to myself about it, the, the less
0: I'm interested in the game. <laughs> I told you! <laughs> I told you! It's not going to be fun. I, like, I just realized like, the fact that... It's yeah. it's two interesting teams, That's, yeah, but yeah, I think they're interesting for different reasons. I think... And they're not I mean, interesting together. The Browns are a bleep show, and so everyone's laughing at the Browns because everyone thought they were going to be so good, and they have shown that they're not that good. Who knows? It's still kinda of early in the season. Who knows? But like they've shown that they are not that level yet, not mm-hmm. that playoff talent level, in my opinion. They have some pieces. Again, that's the interesting part about them, and they have some characters, they have some dynamic personalities. Uh whereas the Patriots really don't have a lot of dynamic personalities on that team. <laughs> Everyone kinda, you know. I mean, people laugh when, you know, when Tom Brady like posts something funny on Twitter, but that's only because it's like, oh, I can't believe Tom Brady actually said words. Like, that's crazy. Right. Like, you can't know, I can't believe Tom Brady has a soul. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Michael Bennett was, I think, the most interesting character on the team. I mean, he got suspended for conduct detrimental yeah. to the team uh, this I past week. I love that phrase yeah, so much. Conduct <laughs> detrimental to the team. That could be literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Honestly. It's so vague. Yeah. It's so vague. It's funny. It really, but it's vague on purpose. I don't think anyone there really goes. wants exactly. to. uh yeah the same reason why yeah, Deion Waiters 100. got suspended. Conduct oh, detrimental I to the team. I don't want to talk about Deion Waiters, man. You're, I mean, you're a Heat fan too, so you you understand my pain. We don't have John We could talk about to, uh, it. We won't talk about it. No, no, we'll save the Heat talk for later. Um, if we don't get to it, Dwayne Wade. Yeah, go. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta plug that guy. Um, and then, of course, the Monday Night Football game. <sighs> Dolphins-Steelers. Moving on, moving on, moving yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's going to be so bad. It's going to be bad, but also... Also, is it bad that I kind of hope we win this one? Because we have the Steelers pick. This uh, the first round pick this season. Interesting. So if we beat them and then lose the rest of our games, because right now the only team that I'm worried about winning against, or sorry, the only team that I'm worried about out tanking us is is the the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, Mm -hmm. Right. The Jets, I think, also have two wins or one win on the season. They have two. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, they'll be down there with us, but <laughs> it won't be, you know, they, I don't think they're in danger of, of, of tanking for Tua. Um, but the Steelers, if we can get, just start driving that pick down a little bit and we get a little <laughs> closer to uh, the top 10, top five territory maybe, and we could always just lose to the Bengals later, you know? Yeah. Make sure you lose all of our games?
1: That week 14 matchup, I yeah. think it is. A week 14, 15 That's, matchup. I think, it's, I
0: think it's week, I think it's week 16 oh god yeah like either like 15 or 16. <laughs> the real number one pick, bull. yeah it's oh my goodness it's crazy uh so that'll be interesting but I think you know once AJ AJ Green was supposed to come back like three weeks ago but apparently you know they just kind of been delaying him I don't know if they're going to trade him at the deadline or no, whatever it, it is it
1: looks like well I think I saw a report by Schefter that he's not scheduled to be back in um like
0: until after and the, the to be active until the deadline is right. gone but yeah, you so. could always trade him before that you would just have to be you is that, know, is that allowed to trade an injured player I think so. I think as is long as, as long as they they. I'm sure there's some loophole. I, I think that if there is an understanding as to like okay, this is like this player's situation, they're undergoing rehab. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he could pass a physical. I mean, maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> but we'll know, see. We'll if, see. if they they could trade him as long as he passes a physical, as yeah. long as like there's nothing like you know crazy like a you know heart murmur holding him up or something like that, or I blood clots or something, right? Something like that. I think that would be the only thing that would keep him from from being traded. Although you could see a whole Jalen Ramsey situation too, where he's <laughs> yeah. magically healthy as soon as he
1: gets traded. <laughs> you sent you, you sent out to me that joke about. All right, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to describe a meme <laughs> in words. So <laughs> oh, good luck with that. I don't know
0: how you're gonna get this one going. You got to be a real like deep SpongeBob uh, fan. Yeah, 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 that's like, the thing. I am,
1: so I can I understand it. All right, it's a, fi- a SpongeBob fish, with the guy who was very who was wrapped up and like all in tape because SpongeBob and Patrick were selling chocolate to him. He said, "Oh, I break my arms every day. I break my legs every every night." Yeah. That yeah. guy, after he sold his chocolate to SpongeBob and Patrick, he just takes off his little suit of bandage and
0: comes out fully healthy, counting yeah, his money. That's Jalen Ramsey. That's okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, who knows? Maybe that AJ Green pulls one of those. I doubt it though, um, but yeah, I I hope that we win this tank for two a thing. I just I, and by that I mean I hope we lose and just. <laughs> <laughs> Get the first. I hope we win by losing. Overall pick, exactly. <laughs> but I, I would be okay with us, lo- us beating the Steelers to have our only win of the season. Because I don't want to go winless. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. want to go winless, right? But I think one win should be enough to do it, as long as we give that win back to one of Washington or Cincinnati right. or whoever it is. I will say, um, speaking of tanking for a quarterback, uh, reports came out this
1: week. I'm not, not sure how, um, you know, how truthful they are. I'm sure both teams will refute them publicly. Reports came out that both the Buccaneers and the Titans are looking to move on from their quarterbacks this offseason. Jameis yeah. Winston, Marcus Mariota, number one pick, number two pick, both seem to be out the door this offseason. Yeah, well, Bart- one, that's remarkable, right? That they couldn't even get a second contract, either, right. one, either one of them. Two, as a Buccaneers fan, I'm hoping that they kind of like just lean into this and be like, yeah, bench Jameis, he's gone after the season anyway.
0: Lose games, lose games, let's go get Justin Herbert. <laughs> you could do Herbert. There's a couple of quarterbacks in this class that a lot of people find super interesting. There's um you know I, you have to do a lot more losing uh, but joe burrow from lsu mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people are really are really into him uh, jacob Fromm has kind of fallen off a little bit just uh, yeah he's for all he's fallen off a little bit he's not quite as high on nfl right.
1: draft boards i just i i've watched justin herbert highlights and i've kind of gotten attached to him oh, you so fell it's, it's, it's it's one of it's one of those it's one of those situations where the chances of him actually going to the <laughs> bucks is very slim but if you're telling me there's a chance, I'm gonna get my hopes up. Fair enough,
0: fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, and I thought it was it's super interesting. Uh, Ryan Tannehill winning his first game as, as, a, a, as a full-time starter as a Titan. Uh, <laughs> interesting stuff there. Three for three hundred yards. Uh, something he hasn't done, uh, I think, since like 2016, <laughs> think, which is which is wild. Obviously, he had a full injured season in there, so you can't yeah. really fault that against
1: him. Like I said, I don't think the Bucs and Titans will. Maybe the Titans will because they've already benched Mariota, yeah. but the Bucs aren't going to come out and say, yeah, we're moving on from Jameis after the season. They're not going to bench him probably either unless something like you know off the field happens. Right. Um, so what the Bucks will probably do is right out the season, play Jameis, and then come the offseason, just lowball him. Could like, be. hey, man, here's two years, and yeah, here's two years, 50
0: million. <laughs> I don't even think they'd do that. Honestly. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I hope not. So, we'll see. I, I'm I'm interested to see, because I'd like to see Bruce Arians actually, like, develop a quarterback. But who knows? If Kyle Allen keeps playing this well, I mean, I don't think that the the Buccaneers are going to be able to go out and get Cam Newton or anything like that. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, I think, what, Teddy Bridgewater's only signed to, like, a one-year deal? You know, maybe, yeah. Maybe, you, you know, you can, I'd like you to can see Bruce... from the from the Saints.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see Bruce Arians. I don't know how much time he has left, because, you know, granted, you have to remember, before the season, he was literally in retirement. Yeah. I don't know how much time he's willing to put into a project, a quarterback project, right. but, I mean... I'd love for him to, you know, have his hands on a rookie quarterback.
0: Right. Kind of mold them into his image. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We'll and see, though. Yeah, we will. We will. So, uh, do you have anything else football-related that you want to talk about? Do we want to get any, like, predictions? I think, what is it, the, the Minnesota uh vikings taking on the the redskins uh this thursday or tomorrow I oh guess, the kirk, cousins, the kirk cousins bowl the kirk cousins revenge game <laughs> slash adrian peterson revenge game <laughs> slash case kingdom revenge game slash you know who else slash trash fest <laughs> yeah it really well the vikings i think are going to look good if the if the vikings don't win this game the vikings will have some real problems but i think the vikings uh are in really good shape honestly uh they've got uh the Kirk Cousins has looked better, Mm -hmm. uh, especially since their their offensive line has been okay pass blocking, but I think they're having a lot of their success because Kirk Cousins has always been a good play-action quarterback, Mm -hmm. and being able to establish a run game with not only Dalvin Cook, but also a little bit of Alexander Madison kind of thrown in there, a little sprinkled in a little bit. Um, and then they run a lot of, like, you know, bootlegs and stuff like that where they kind of just get them right out of the pocket and then have them reset, you know, outside of the pocket and find some of these guys. I mean, Adam Thielen's hurt right now with a with a little bit of a hamstring pull, but they're expecting him to be back in a couple of weeks. You I don't, know, th- I don't, don't think they'll you. miss a matchup against the Redskins. No, probably not. <laughs> so you figure, you know, a week's worth of rest. Um, I don't know when their buy is coming up, but it might be the week after, actually. We'll see. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, between him, Stephon Diggs, uh, Dalvin Cook, um, you know, and their defense, obviously, is super-duper solid. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> the Vikings team looks pretty good. I mean, I still think that the team to run through in the, in the NFC is probably still going to be the Saints for me. I know that you know, people are, are on the 49ers, and now with getting Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. it helps them a lot it does. in that conversation because their defense is really solid. But I still... I still think that the Saints are the team to get through because yeah, I would agree with you. All pro running back, provided he comes back healthy, which you know I think that they should just rest him and you know because they've been what five and one without. You said pro. You said all pro, uh, said all pro running Brees? back. All pro running back. They oh, have, I see what you mean. Okay, then you pivoted to Breeze. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. then they they're <laughs> out without their Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. And they have their All Pro wide receiver Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Their defense, Marshawn Lattimore is playing a lot better. He's one of those guys that now yeah, that is, is getting is, back to that shut down corner status. Team is very scary. You know their their defensive line is tremendous, really great pressure. Yeah. Their front seven is really effective at stopping the run. So I mean that that checks basically all of the boxes. Their offensive line is fantastic. I mean you saw what they did to. I mean granted they were uh, the um, the Bears were missing uh, Akeem Hicks, mm-hmm. but they ran all over him with Latavius Murray. Do Do we have any idea how long it is until Breeze is healthy again? They're saying like the next like week or two. Okay. Ideally, ideally, you know because they have Falcons, Bucks schedule for that.
1: Yeah, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, and then Showdown with the forty niners.
0: Right, so I would say you take, you know, the next week or two to get Alvin Kamara, like, fully healthy, like, you know, just have him, you know, put him in, because I think he had, like, a little bit of a knee issue, a little bit of an ankle issue. So I say you just shelve him, you put him in a box, you know, you takes <laughs> you take, you, know, you kiss him goodnight, and you just put him Took away him for in a little night. bit. Yeah, because it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's divisional matchups, and of course anything can happen, yada, 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 but this team, top to bottom, is so much better than the teams they have in the schedule for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So you get that guy right, because you don't want to Risk re-injuring Alvin Kamara because even though, yes, Latavius Murray is fine, okay? You saw him play really well this past week, but Latavius Murray is not Alvin Kamara. (laughs) He's not, okay? Latavius Murray is a guy you can use to get through a couple weeks of you not having Alvin Kamara. That's what you use him for. Do not bring Alvin Kamara back before he is healthy. Yeah, don't. That's. Please. That's the last thing. Please, because honestly, they're my last hope. To you've, got, you've basically got the division wrapped up. They're like, the it's... only team that I think could really like have a chance against the Patriots in the Super Bowl if they end up <laughs> being there. Because I, I think the Patriots, if if uh, Patrick Mahomes comes back with any sort of limitations or anything like that, I think you can say goodbye to them competing against the the uh, the Patriots in the AFC Championship. Game. Yeah. I think it's going to have to wait until the Super Bowl, and I don't want to see Tom Brady win another Super no, Bowl. The, the, they're going to bring Patrick Mahomes back before he's 100%. Because he's Patrick don't. Mahomes. No, at least <laughs> at least put him in a brace. Something, please. I'm begging you. But yeah, but
1: in the NFC, in you think the Saints are the top th- contenders? I
0: think they're the only team that could realistically. Like, the 49ers, maybe. What about the Packers? Don't no. think so. Okay. No, because I right. think they're because the New England runs the ball too well, and that's that's I think Green Bay's biggest Achilles' heel is mm-hmm. not being able to stop the run very well. Good point. They have a solid secondary. Jair Alexander looks fantastic, um, but. That running, that run defense is their Achilles heel. If you can establish a run against them, it's over. And that's what the Patriots do really well, is they establish a run really well. I remember Jair, Jair Alexander at Louisville just like terrorizing Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every year they
1: played, and I remember thinking, that guy's going to be good wherever he goes. Yep. So I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah, me too. Um,
0: so we'll see. I'm, again... Sean Payton, please. Like, I know you don't listen to the podcast, but if anyone here <laughs> who's might. listening knows Sean she Payton, might. please just send that. <laughs> Not that he doesn't know this already because I think he's an intelligent guy, but just in case. Okay, please send this to him. Anyways, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about basketball. Yeah. So they're saying that the uh, the NBA regular season starts today. Yeah, the, the, uh, today is officially the recording, yeah. underway. I think the Raptors-Pelicans game is already underway, which... Everyone cared about a couple of weeks ago, but now Zion's not playing. Yeah, nah. nobody cares. <laughs> Kawhi's not there. Nah. Yeah. Zion's not there. Nah. No mm-hmm. one cares. Lakers Clippers tonight. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I mean, by, by the time
1: by the time everybody hears about this, um, you know, hears that that this podcast, the game will be over because we're recording this on. Uh, but will be over Taco, to, Taco Taco Tuesday. Yeah, we're recording yeah. this on Taco Tuesday,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, you said like you said the new look Clippers, the new look Clippers, and. I think that'll be an interesting game tonight. You know, obviously it'll be over by the time this airs. Uh, but interesting to see how those those pieces fit together. Uh, obviously, you know, they are in much better standing than they were. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, last year they played really hard and they looked, you know, good in spots. Um, but now they've got but Now they've got, exactly. Granted, they're
1: missing Paul George for the beginning of the season. But that's, I mean, this Clippers team is good enough without Paul right. George that we can
0: still kind of find out you know, a lot about them and the Lakers. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and you can't put too much stock into what happens at the beginning of of the NBA season. It's a long season. Injuries happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, teams take a while sometimes to coalesce and find some chemistry on the excuse me on the court. And so, I think the Lakers will come out guns blazing tonight. We really won't have too many issues. I know. Make a statement. Yeah, and, yeah I know. I know LeBron and AD are playing together really for the first time. If you don't really count preseason. Yeah. Um, LeBron, AD LeBron pick and is roll is still, yeah, it's going to be tremendous. LeBron AD
1: pick and roll is unstoppable. Yeah, it's going to be How do you stop that? You, I, there is no good option.
0: That, the reason why I can't answer that is the reason why I'm not in the NBA coaching right now. <laughs> if I could tell you. Nobody in the NBA can answer that. No, exactly. Like, <laughs> if I could answer that question, I would be coaching right now. <laughs> um, so, but the real, I mean, it doesn't really matter though, because the real NBA season starts. I Wednesday, guess, when the, yeah, what, Wednesday. Wednesday night. I say, when, when you hear this, it'll be today. Tonight, <laughs> Heat Grizzlies. Let's heat go. Grizzlies. Baby! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I could not be more excited Tyler Hero. It's Tyler Tuesday, actually. That's what the Heat is trying to get off the ground. Did you see that today on the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, on actually. the Instagram? They're that's a good, that's a good Tyler move. Tyler Tuesday trending. That's a good move. I, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was funny. Um, Jimmy Butler was wearing a Tyler Hero's practice jersey today <laughs> for Tyler Tuesday. If I don't get a Tyler Hero jersey for Christmas, I'm going to be very mad. I know. I can't, t- I can't decide whether I want a... Uh, a hero jersey, or if I want a Jimmy Butler jersey, because no, I love I, Jimmy Butler. I, I me too, but I want a hero because he's like the. I'm I'm always
1: more partial to the homegrown guys, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Like Winslow, that's, yeah. I, I I'm still ha- I still have a second row seat in the Winslow bandwagon. <laughs> right and now, be, right it's behind like, the driver. It's yeah, to- exactly. Yeah, it's starting to fill up a little more. You know, yeah, that's people fair. were getting off about t- in 2017. They were like, ah, you know what? This is my stop. Let me get off here. <laughs> yeah, it's so
0: funny. I saw, uh, and, and I, I know people aren't really going to care too much about, about Heat Talk. I'm not everyone who listens to this podcast is a huge uh, Heat fan. But I will say this before we before we move on a little bit. Um, so I retweeted something today. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> I got to give credit to uh, Alf954 on Twitter uh 2019 2020 nba predictions mvp jimmy butler defensive player of the year justice winslow Fuck. rookie of the year uh tyler hero coach of the year eric spolstra Sixth man of the year Dragic, most improved player out of bio leading scorer kendrick nunn <laughs> 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 the nba champion heat runner-up who cares most disappointing team sixers except jay rich oh yeah and, and most surprising team celtics surprised at how bad they are um <laughs> And I was going to send that to you on Twitter. I saw it. Though, and, I, yeah. and it was so funny because I retweeted it, and then you favored it because <laughs> that's the thing. That's, that was my thought process. I'm like, you know, what? if I retweet this, he'll see it anyway, and he'll he'll like it. I know. Yeah, it yeah, will. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't. What was I, it obviously I like to get excited? For yeah, the,
1: obviously, that, that that tweet is a joke. But I will shout out Bam Adebayo. He, he ha he does have a good shot at being most improved player. That might actually yeah. happen because he's getting the minutes that Hassan Whiteside. Thank God he doesn't have. It yeah, anymore. I know. I know. You're telling me. Super athletic, he can. I mean,
0: I, I saw him guard Steph Curry. Yeah, go, he guards Steph Curry one on Dribble like... the ball. He can
1: run the. He can run not the offense. He can run the transition effectively. Right. He's essentially. This is gonna sound very crazy. He is not even a poor man's, but he's like a homeless man's. Giannis yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, like a very like destitute. Like <laughs> he isn't even yeah. like great value, Giannis. He's like. Aldi Giannis, but he's nah. he's in the he's in the mold of Giannis, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like the
0: <laughs> the skill sets are there, the things he does well, maybe not as yeah. great, but the things he does well are similar. Yeah. The mold
1: for him is Pascal Siakam. Yeah. That's the mold for him.
0: That I mean, if we can grab a Pascal Siakam for he's, where we got him at. Exactly. I mean, you can't complain about that, right. especially where, you know, where he would fit into this team. Uh Tyler Hero is a walking bucket. Um He is a bucket. He, he's a He's literal literally a bucket, bucket. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, man, I love, I, I love heat Twitter, man. It's so funny. Like, do you watch the office at all? Do you ever watch the office? I've seen every episode like three okay. times. So like there's, for those of you who don't watch the office, there's an episode, uh, later on in, in, in the seasons where, uh, Creed, who's like the psychopath in the office. Uh-huh, creepy uh Creepy old guy. Yeah, exactly. He becomes the, uh, the manager, the regional manager at, uh, at yeah. Dunder Mifflin and Pam who is the secretary and then ends up becoming office manager, yada, yada. I'm like, I could bore you with all the lore and all that. But basically in order to keep him busy and keep him from tanking the company brings him what, you know, what used to be a children's activity where (laughs) she brings him two pictures, right. And says, corporate needs you to find, you find the difference between these two (laughs) pictures. Right. And, yeah, the, yeah. and the joke is that they're the same pictures. The picture of, of the building that they work in, right? Same exact, exact picture. It's the exact same picture. So she says they're the same picture. To keep him busy. Exactly. Exactly. To keep him from ruining the company. So he, Twitter, has co opted that and then put a picture of Tyler here on one side and put an actual bucket on the other. <laughs> and so she says, yeah. Corporate, need you to find the difference between these two pictures. And then I she can. says, they're the same picture. <laughs> So that's enough. I, I really would love to talk about Heat uh, basketball a lot oh, more. boy. Um, I, I do think that they have a good chance to be in the conversation for top three in the East, even though it, I mean yeah. it is a weak East. Um, but I, I do think they have some talent on that roster, and obviously you can't rely on you know you know projections and say oh like if this person just gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You, not everyone's going to get a little bit better every season. If that were to happen, then you know. All chaos would break loose, or I guess we would be (laughs) just really boring (laughs) talking heads if everyone, you know, if all all expectations were met all the time. Um, But when you figure the talent they have on that roster with, you know, acquiring Jimmy Butler, who can create for himself, which is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, He's obviously a fantastic defender, Tyler Hero, who they're running a lot of times the offense through Tyler Hero, too granted preseason but yeah yeah, he he has the talent right exactly so it remains to be seen whether or not you know that will translate once the 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 buckets you know start the heroes (laughs) start going through exactly (laughs) in the in the regular season when they when they actually start counting um it's it'll be interesting to see i do think they have a shot at three or four in the east i think the celtics are also kind of up there uh the pacers also you have to kind of watch out for a realistic
1: goal for the heat is to host the first round playoff series yeah
0: anything would, further than that is gravy exactly i agree i agree and, and it's it's something coming from you know not really being super playoff relevant the last couple of years mm-hmm. so it'll be it'll be nice to to see that well you know fingers crossed hopefully um do you have uh so if you had to pick a a pre or i guess right before the season starts i guess day one of the season <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, right now as we're recording the podcast if you had to give me a top three in each conference who would you say
1: Okay, so Eastern Conference is much easier to to predict. I right. think. Um, I think honestly, I think the Sixers are are set to they Like it, the path is goes through Philadelphia to get to the right. finals. That's they got, what I they think. Got a
0: lot of talent on that roster. Sure thing. A lot
1: of talent, a lot of experienced players. Al Horford, the pickup of Al Horford is huge. Um, boy, what is the rookie's name that they drafted? Uh, Thibault. Mm-hmm. Thibel, He's a rookie who has just extremely good, extremely good defensive like pro, in projections. He's. He has all the talent and the energy to be a great defender in this league already day one. So uh, Matthias Dybel, that's his name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. The, these these pi- these players they've picked up on. Not to mention Josh Richardson, lovable. You know, lo- oh, yeah. we still love him. I, I we still love him. Th- that Sixers team is poised to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and but they're going to be in a dogfight all year long with the Bucks. The Bucks are slightly worse, I'd say, losing Malcolm Brogdon to the Indiana, but the fact that you have Giannis AtsinaKumpo, if he can stay healthy, which he has so far. You know, for the most part, throughout his career, you can you can ride his talent to again a number two seed. Like I like I think they'll finish, and past that, I'd I you know the safe pick I'd say is the Celtics because they have talent and depth to be the three seed, and also because the Eastern Conference isn't very strong. I don't think the Pacers are going to be quite as um quite as good as last year, due due simply to the fact that Victor Oladipo is hurt at the moment, mm-hmm. and by the time he comes back. May not be, you know, ready to go 100% yet. Um, so my top three in the East would be Bucks or excuse me, Sixers, Bucks. Um I'm going to go with Celtics. In the West, that's where the tough part comes because on on paper, the Clippers should be the best team in the league. Right. But you have to take into account that not only will the Clippers be managing, uh, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard's game time, mm-hmm. making sure they don't outplay, they don't play too much. There's always the risk with those two because they have history of injuries, that they'll get injured at some point. Now, I say this for the Clippers, this can go for any team in the league. But if, <clears throat> if everything goes as planned for the Clippers, they should be the best team in the league, by far. Right. Now, the, the, so I'm going to go with them at number one. Clippers, number one seed. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, in number two, I, I would like to put the Lakers there due to simply the, the top-level talent yeah, that they have. the star powers. The They're star understand. power that they have. Although I'm a little bit skeptical about their depth. I don't right. know how much that's going to matter over the course of a season. I, I can't imagine LeBron's going to play all 82 games. I can't imagine Anthony Davis is going to play no, all 82 I think, games. I
0: think it would really benefit from LeBron doing some, like, load management, quote-unquote, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. like he's know, been doing for season. years now. Yeah, I mean, and, and last year he had his, his injury last year, and, and so I think it would be good to kind of, like, I don't know, just keep I, him from playing I'm still skeptical about that injury. Just me
1: personally, like... A groin injury keeping LeBron out for two months. <laughs> you was, like, was. A,
0: like something to give a little asterisk, so that way he wouldn't get a yeah, exactly. Like oh yeah, I, I, I missed thirty games. Guys. Yeah. You guys can't put that season on me
1: um, because LeBron's a cyborg and he's never had an injury that long. Right. So, and the fact that a groin injury took him out that long, that was just me being skeptical. But in yeah. my my tinfoil hat on. But um, <laughs> I'd say so, and because I because I'm kind of curious about how the Lakers' depth is going to stack up to the rest of the league, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna put the Rockets at two. The Rockets. The Rockets have a okay. dynamic now with Harden and Westbrook sure. that they have not had in the past. Like right. when when they when they acquired Chris Paul, we said oh, there's one ball for the two very ball dominant players. Sure. Now that they have Russell Westbrook again, two very ball dominant players, but two guys who I think have not only the chemistry, but they have like I think Russell Westbrook is willing to kind of get you know defer to James Harden a bit, right. To kind of do what he does best
0: as much as he can like he, yeah. that way he's not having to take 30 shots a game sure i'm i'm interested to see that dynamic too because last time they played you know, Russell Westbrook was, like, the emerging star. Right, you're right. And James Harden was good. Everyone, like, respected James Harden's game. He was, like, sixth man of the year. He came on off the bench Mm -hmm. and, like, kind of closed games out as, like, an extra option on the the floor. And now he's the leading scorer in the league. Exactly. But now, (laughs) you know, it'll be interesting because people are like, oh, well, they played together before, but, like, the the ball flowed differently. The dynamic was different. Yeah, Yeah, the ball flowed differently during that era. So I'm interested to see whether or not Westbrook can make that change to like say, like, okay, I'll give James the ball. Mm-hmm. Like it's your team. You're the more, you know, prolific scorer. Like, you know, I will defer to you. And honestly, I think it would help with Russell Westbrook's defense too. Because mm-hmm. if he's not. Oh, that's, that's another
1: thing. The fact that the Rockets have enough defensive pieces to where Russell yeah. Westbrook can kind of hide on defense. Right. Um, because the fact that they were able to get Westbrook and not mm-hmm. have to give up um, Clint Capella or right. uh, PJ Tucker, right. two defensive stalwarts on their team, that team is. At least the starting five is really good. So I'm right. I'm excited for the Rockets. I'm gonna put them at two. Right. At number three, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Lakers because the two other teams in the West, or three other teams in the west really that have a shots at being that high up. The Jazz, the Nuggets, and oh boy, the Nuggets. <laughs> I, <just thought laughs> I was like, I'm them looking Nuggets. at it, like,
0: yeah, I'm like, there's Jeez. some good teams, man. There's the Nuggets. I mean, even you know, Utah's, you know, yeah. looks like they may be pretty good this yeah. season. The Jazz and the
1: Warriors, I was gonna say. I, th- I I know a lot of people are on the ban- are on the on the boat of the Warriors are going to be fighting for a playoff spot this season because they're missing Clay Thompson for the mo- for the most part. I they think lost they, Kevin Durant. a lot of people are
0: saying that, uh, that Clay Thompson may be gone for the whole year. Possibly that's yeah. a,
1: that's a possibility too. But I think I I mean we haven't seen Steph Curry have to be the out and out number one option on his team for a couple years now because of right. Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, granted, he's a few years older. I don't think he's I don't think he's out of his prime yet. But the last time he was the number one option on the team, he put up one of the most ridiculous seasons in NBA history. Yeah. Like, it. We can, that cannot be understated. Steph Curry is still a top five player in this league. I'm I, that I'm still firmly in that camp. So the Warriors this season are going to be, I think they're going to be much better than what other people are saying. I'm not saying they're going to be top four seed. I'm. I'm they're probably not going to make it very far in the playoffs because of the simple fact that the West is so strong now. But mm-hmm. the Warriors are poised to be a really good team this year, regardless of the fact that they have pretty Pretty pretty, good. bad depth. Honestly, yeah. I just think Steph Curry is going to have another breakout season. Honestly, so the Warriors, I'd say, are somewhere in that five six four range. Okay. Um, but
0: you got Clippers, Clippers, East Rockets, in. and Lakers. Interesting. Okay. If I had to pick mine, I think that. Hmm. I I don't want to see the Seventy Sixers only because I hate the Seventy Sixers. So I'm going to go ahead and put the Bucks. You're <laughs> letting your bias overall. come through, man. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to, though. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's an MVP candidate. Like, I understand, you know, they may not be as good as they were last year. Um, but, man, I just... I, I still I, think Giannis is a pretty strong bet to make for MVP again. That's, that's what I'm saying, you know. And I think that Budenholzer is a solid coach. I think that he will come back, and I think he'll he'll do a really good job uh, with his team. Uh, the 76ers, I will say... Losing Jimmy Butler is going to hurt them because you saw, I mean, and this is, I think this is more for seeding purposes, like for the regular season. Like Mm -hmm. when I, when I say one through three, it's not necessarily who's going to be, you know, the, uh, eventual oh, yeah. know, representative yeah, of the yeah. Western that's Conference. That's why for the Rockets two. right cuz you know playoffs are obviously if matchups matter a little more and everything's different in a seven game sample. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of like if we're going to plan out who is going to win the most amount of games this season and in, in terms of like seeding and all that I got the Bucks one, I got the 76ers two. Um, do it, do it. And I'm going to put the heat number three. let Let's go! (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm not going to have this podcast go by without me putting the heat at number three. There you go. That's the thing. I'm not, I'm not the basketball guy. I'm the football guy. So I can sit here and like (laughs) say like, you know, inject my biases here and there, you know, when I can, uh, Western conference. Um, I do, I do like the idea of the Clippers being the best team in the West when it comes to like, you know, who is eventually going to represent the Western conference. Mm. -hmm. That being said, though, I think between the load management of Kawhi and um, them missing uh, Paul George at the beginning of the season, and I think that, you know, there might be something there where uh, that's the thing. When you have these stars, these teams are a lot more likely to just say, like, we'll just make the playoffs and mm-hmm. it'll be fine. We'll let everything take care of itself. You saw the same thing happen with uh, with the Heat. You know, when the Heat were playing, they didn't really, I think they maybe got the best record in the Eastern Conference, maybe one oh, out of the, the four years. Era, yeah. Yeah, yeah, during the Big Three era. Mm-hmm. They only won, I think, the the most amount of games in the Eastern Conference one time yeah. out of those four times that they were there. Other times it was the Pacers or the Bulls or whoever it was. Yeah, let someone else represent the East.
1: I think that's when LeBron first realized the fact that the regular season is not quite as important.
0: No, I mean, ch- into the playoffs. Chasing, yeah. win, chasing win totals is not that important. Right. I mean, ask, ask the Warriors when they smashed the. Uh, uh, you know, the record for the amount of wins in a season and then ended up losing Getting that. tired by the, fi- yeah. by the finals. exactly.
1: The only reason the Heat had that one seed in 2013, I remember, was because of that 27-game win streak. Exactly. I think if they lose game nine of that win streak, yeah. they may not,
0: you know, have as many <laughs> Oh, we've got wins. a call. <laughs> <laughs> it threw me off, too. It did. Hold on. I'm trying to tell her to shut up. There it is. Okay. <laughs> so, I, if, for those of you who don't know, we record this in, a, in one of our radio studios here at the <laughs> <laughs> we got a live caller on a podcast network. That's yeah. not live We're yeah that's that's a, that's for another show for <laughs> someone who wants to have a conversation that i don't want to have right now <laughs> uh so looking at the uh, the western conference um i that's that's why i don't want to pick the clippers uh to to, to get the number one overall seat i mm-hmm. would say if i had to pick someone who's going to get the number one overall seat i'd probably pick denver because they don't have those like Superstars. I mean, they have guys who are playing really well, obviously, but I just don't think that. Like, I think they have more to prove right mm. now. Yeah, you're right. You they, know, they don't. They don't have guys who will say, oh, let's just." Get yeah, to the let's playoffs. take it easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those. Are, that's not the type of team that they are right well, now. I forgot about the Denver Nuggets entirely. Yeah. Um, then after that, I would say I think I think you're right on with Houston. I would say Houston is right there because I just I think that. Uh, like you mentioned, they they're going to put on I think a lot more defensively this year than they have in uh, in years past, and I, I think that Russell Westbrook is obviously a, a huge upgrade over Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Paul I think is 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 super elite still in terms of his his court vision and, and making you know stuff happen. Uh, but at this point in his career, he's not as athletic as Russell Westbrook is. I don't think he can create his shot as well as Russell Westbrook can. Mm -hmm. Um, and in terms of like driving to the rim and stuff like that, I think Westbrook still hasn't beat there. So I think that'll be really good uh, for Houston. And I think it'll reflect in their record and man, right now I'm torn, um, between the Clippers and Utah for the three seed. Yeah. I think I'm going to put the Clippers down because I think they're not
1: considering the Lakers there.
0: No, because, no. again, I think that they're going to do a lot of, like, load management stuff with okay. LeBron right. this season. Yeah. And Anthony Davis, you know, he's, he's great, you know, and I think that he's going to do really well – Um this season, but I think that he'll probably spread that along to, to Anthony Davis, too, and say, listen, like, you don't have to, like, like you've been in this league for a couple it's, of years it's now. It's
1: December 16th, and we're playing the the Suns, bro. You can right. take this exactly. game off. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know, and I think they'll just say, like, all right, Kuzma, go out there and get it done, buddy. And, <laughs> and then that's the, game where, that's the game where Devin Booker will have 50 points and win the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll talk about how great Devin Booker is. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to put the Clippers there at number three. Okay. Do you want want to do a quick like? um, I'm not going to do any more bets because we've done bets already just between me and you and my mouth still hurts okay yeah. <laughs> so you got if you haven't checked out that video by the way it's up on uh, on instagram uh tv head it over to somewhat sports i think it's our our last post that we have on it there is, yeah yeah uh, where i tackle some nuclear wings from uh from dukesburg house and i do want to do you know more wagers in in the future but i'm definitely not doing yeah. any buffalo wings. Yeah. for, con- for context for sure. i had one little crumb of one of his wings and my mouth was like
1: burning for like 30 seconds i'm like yeah. oh, i can't imagine having it's, 12 of those things
0: yeah it spicy it's a little spicy spicy <laughs> so yeah so did you have did you wanna do a, a I mean, it's it's tough to do a bet with these because like
1: I don't anything think anything no, could be kind of like, you know, put it, this first of all, it would like, take, it
0: would take too long. Right. To but what we'll decide. do is we'll, we'll file it away. And then at the end of the season, we'll bring it back out. Mm-hmm. If I'm right. Otherwise we'll file it away <laughs> forever. We will never speak of it again. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the somewhat sports podcast. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Alberto? Um, so again, by the time people hear this, it will have already happened,
1: but the world series does start tonight. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Astros nationals. And I'm, I'm pulling for the Nationals for a couple of reasons. Uh, Mostly because I enjoy some of their players, most of all their pitching and Juan Soto. Um, And also because uh, some
0: off the field reasons Yeah, (laughs) the Astros. We don't have to get into it. Yeah, I'd I'd love to. I mean, we're coming up on the end of this podcast and I just hate talking about baseball in general. But basically, basically, uh, Sports Illustrated put out an article talking about um, some unsavory comments, I guess, that... uh, uh, an Astros official said to uh, a group of female uh, reporters, I guess, in reference to um, to Osuna, mm-hmm. Roberto Osuna, yeah, Roberto they're, they're Osuna. closing pitcher, yeah, right, who has had some issues off the off the field with domestic violence and been accused of this and the other, you know, alleged stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't want to get too deep into it. Right, uh, but. The Astros apparently after this reporting came out said that it's kind of just a bunch of BS and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Like, they defended yeah. their, their player yeah. and their whoever that staff member was. Right, exactly. Uh, so it's hard to – I'm not there. I don't mm-hmm. know, yeah. right? But I find it very hard to think about the position that these female reporters are in where they are granted access to the Houston Ast- Astros clubhouse mm-hmm. or any clubhouse for that matter, and wanting to jeopardize that relationship with a clubhouse on a on a lie. Yeah, Does they that would make they sense. Wouldn't, they wouldn't do that exactly. again. Like, I, I can't say they would or they wouldn't, but I find it hard to believe because I, again, I don't know all the facts because I right. wasn't there. But given the the conversation that was had, or I guess the the article that was put out in Sports Illustrated. And the comments from the Astros saying that none of it happened, it was misrepresented, whatever it Mm -hmm. was, I just find it hard to believe that these female reporters would give up that access to the clubhouse of the Astros just just for a story, just to disparage a member of the uh, Astros staff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So again, I, I don't have all the facts, you know, and, uh, and many people don't, you know, you're going to fall on that side of the issue anywhere you want to go. Yeah. I just, to me, it's just hard to imagine that's something that they would do just because like, oh, like, let's get this person in trouble by fabricating this story. Right. You know, it it may have been a misunderstanding that those things happen. That being said, though, the details in the story are quite damning. Yeah. But back to
1: the on the field part of product. Right. <laughs> Astros Nationals. um. On a very basic sporting level, the Astros won the World Series a couple years ago, so right. and they're they're considered the favorites. So everybody loves to root for an
0: underdog, so root for the Nationals. You know, I I don't like the Nationals because I'm a Marlins fan. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but I might have to put that aside for now just because I mean, underdogs are nice. Underdogs are nice. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Underdogs are nice. And uh as we as we head on out, I'd like to play this for you. One more time. Again, thank you so much for joining us on the Somewhat Sports Podcast. Uh, Fortunately, John wasn't able to make it this week, but hopefully he will be back next week. Uh, go ahead and give him a follow on Instagram at JLWilliams5. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at John Dennis Radio. That's J-O-N Dennis Radio. Alberto? A-L-B-A-R-E-T-O-E on Twitter. And the same with an underscore on Instagram very nice and you can catch us on instagram and twitter at somewhat sports in terms of the podcast uh we're available you know where you're listening right now and also a bunch of other podcast <laughs> mediums so check those out please do us a favor give us a review i saw someone gave us a five star review the other day that was Hey-o. very nice they didn't give her uh, or they gave us a five star rating they didn't give us a review that's okay you don't have to <laughs> i appreciate the five stars just as a uh, as a thank you you know, we're up to, I think, 14 uh, ratings now. 14 people decided that we were Getting for a five-star podcast. You know, I'd like to bump those numbers at least tenfold, you know. But <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's fine. I get it. I One get step it. at a time. Exactly. I'll, yeah, I'll take, uh, I'll take it where I can get it. Um, but if you if you would be so kind as to, is to hit the... Uh, the rating and uh, the rating button and give us a, a short review it would mean the world to us because it helps us bump up in the rankings and give you know gives more people the opportunity number one to listen to someone sports podcast and the more people listen to the podcast the more stuff that we can do the more creative stuff we can do mm-hmm. like this
1: that
0: that sam was so bad and so awful and so frantic and so nervous and seeing so many ghosts. Seeing ghosts. Ghosts. It's got the hotkey going. I know. It's, it's my favorite thing that I've ever done on this podcast. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Somewhat Sports. We'll catch you next week.